Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday, November the 3rd of 2021. Congratulations goes out to the Atlanta Braves. They won the yeah. World Series last night. Hopefully that's not a spoiler for any of you sports fans. Oh, gosh. But still, it was a big night for the Braves. Braves fans I saw on social media were going crazy because they beat the Astros. So congratulations to the fans of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, today, we celebrate National Stress Awareness Day. I can tell you this, I'm very aware of my stress. Uh, it's real. Most of it is my family. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. Really? And the only reason you're saying that is because they're asleep. Uh, well, I mean, let's be real honest. What causes most of the stress in life? It's family. Uh, can we not are, say that? Those are your words. We can't say that. Is that not good to say? Mm, sure. I believe honesty is the best policy. It really is, There's, Abe. Thanks. Thank you. There's not really a lot of stress at work, right? We have it pretty easy. Yeah. Hey, y'all go in there and talk. All right. We got this. It's also uh, National Housewives Day today. It's also National Sandwich Day today. Sandwich. One of my favorite sandwich stories is the story on David the Barrel Boy. <laughs> We're going backstage to meet Dirks Bentley. We're going to hang out with Dirks. And David the Barrel Boy dresses up as a pilot from the Drunk on a Plane video. He is dressed as a pilot at a concert in public, if you will. Yeah, the shiny Ray-Bans, the, the pilot suit, the hat. Everything and has a huge poster with him. Yeah. Let me fly your plane. We do the entire broadcast outside. There's people all around us. He looks like a complete fool. Yes. And people are like, what's he dressed like that for? And then they get what he's doing. So we tell him, be back at this time because we're going to go backstage and we're going to get our picture with Dirks Bentley. Which and, I'll hold up right here. Oh, she's holding it's it up. right beside me. And when, when we get our picture with Dirks, you dressed as a pilot. He's going to think that's awesome. Well, David was nowhere in sight all yeah. of a sudden when it's time to go backstage. We're, we're back there, and uh, Dirks' team is pulling us back, and they're like, hey, come on back. We want to have you meet Dirks, get your picture with him and stuff like that. And we're like, well, where's David? We're texting David. Uh-huh. We're calling David. <laughs> David doesn't answer. When he finally shows back up, still dressed as a pilot, he said he left the concert. And we said, why did you leave the concert? And he said, because I was hungry. I said, wait, you got to the venue, and you left the concert. And he said, yes. I said, what did you go eat? I went to eat a sandwich. He made himself a sandwich. He didn't just go by and pick up a sandwich. Yeah. He made his own sandwich instead of meeting Dirks Bentley to, to take a picture that would have been so awesome. Iconic. Yeah. So this this moron, he, oh. he goes off. He leaves a concert where they sell food, by the way, to go and make a sandwich at home and then come back to the concert. And then he tried to blame it on is, well, now it's his wife. He yeah. tried to blame it on her. Said she asked him to come get him. Oh, yeah. She was fired up because that was not true. A sandwich. David merely wanted a sandwich. <laughs> a lot of times I go to events and leave just to go eat a sandwich at home. It's National Sandwich Day today, so I'm sure David's celebrating already. Probably a grilled cheese. <laughs> Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year is 1997. And Tim McGraw had the number one song in country music on this day. Still I know I'll hear your voice and see you down the road. Maybe in Oklahoma, driving across the prairie. In Dallas, Texas, isn't that where we always said we would like to try? So maybe that's why you're wrong. 
Tim McGraw, everywhere. It was number one on this day in 1997. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hi, Wednesday morning, November the 3rd. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip today on Mariah Carey. So Mariah gave us one of the best Christmas songs of all time. You know the one I'm talking about. This one right here. Oh my goodness. It's, it's good my... at Christmas. It's good at Easter. It's good at St. Patrick's Day. Good oh, yeah. year round. That's my favorite right here. So Mariah's coming out with another holiday special this December. It's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Mariah's Christmas, The Magic Continues. So it's supposed to come out this sometime in December. The date's going to be announced later. But the Mariah Carey Christmas special um, is going to be where she gets to, where we get to hear her first performance of her new holiday song. So Mariah posted a teaser for the song yesterday. It comes out this Friday. The song is called Fall in Love at Christmas, and it features Khalid, and it also it features Kurt. Franklin. Here's Mariah Carey. Sounds just like something Mariah Carey would sing. It's called Fall in Love at Christmas. It's Mariah Carey. It comes out this Friday. All right, got you gossip today on Britney Spears. All right, so more in the courts with Britney and her dad, Jamie. Jamie's filed to immediately terminate the conservatorship that he's held over Britney. So basically, Jamie's uh, letter to the courts say that uh, he wants to uh, let this thing go. He's been the conservator uh, for 13 years over his daughter. His lawyer says Jamie sees no reason why the conservatorship should continue for any amount of time and asserts he has no interest in the conservatorship continuing, which is kind of what Free Britney was about. And it's basically been what Britney's been saying as well. Uh, Jamie Spears' lawyer goes on to say that Jamie uh, unconditionally loves and supports his daughter, full stop, as he has done for her entire life, and he will do everything he can to protect her and care for her. So it looks like Jamie Spears, Brittany's dad, is finally done thinking he needs to be in charge, in control of everything that his daughter does. Got you gossip today on Ed Sheeran. Oh, you do my bad habits lead to white ice weeks ago, Ed Sheeran tested positive for COVID-19. He had to he had to isolate. And the unfortunate thing is that he was supposed to be the musical guest this Saturday on Saturday Night Live. And if he wasn't cleared from isolation in time to make that live appearance, 
he wasn't going to be able to do it. Yep. So he's also going to be on there with Kieran Culkin, who's going to be hosting. But we do know he's going to be okay. He is okay. He posted a picture giving fans an update on his health. Ed said that the picture uh, says that basically he posted the picture to say, hey, I'm released. I'm out of isolation today. So if you see me out and about, I'm out in the clear and I'm done with my quarantining. So he's excited about being on SNL this weekend. All right, there you go. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if we pull the curtain back a little bit for the most what? It's just every time you like to say pull the curtain back. And y'all, by the way, he actually takes his hands and he pulls the curtain back. But that normally means you're going to make me talk about something I don't want to talk about. No. A lot of times. I mean, if if I were to be really honest, I think we should be transparent. Of course. Uh, A lot of the stuff that we end up talking about on the show is my fault. You know, my vision. (laughs) And if it's good or bad, it's it's my vision, right? Or what I think people want to hear about. Sometimes Kelly brings in stories like the one she brought in today that says that people who sleep naked get a better night's rest. (laughs) The story I brought in that you're going to talk about. Okay. Well, I know this one. Well, yeah, makes, yeah. This one makes you uncomfortable. It right? does. It does. Go ahead and, and tell us what I what I brought in. All right. Brandon. So let's let's just go here and kind of break it down. Mm-hmm. They say that people who typically sleep with less clothing on get better rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're talking high quality sleep, and of course, we do recommend a sleep number three hundred and sixty smart bed. Yes. Uh, but they say like people who wear pajamas to bed, lots of clothes, and you know stuff like that. They say that about 27% of them feel they get high-quality sleep, as opposed to the number doubling to 53% of people say they get high-quality sleep when they sleep with nothing on. Hmm. They do say that sometimes maybe the temperature of your room could adjust uh, or could have something to do with that, the factors as well. But I'm just saying, maybe you should give it a shot. If you're not doing it, give it a shot. So um, what do you sleep in? My bed. <laughs> Good one. No. Shorts. Just shorts. Shorts. Just shorts. So you don't get a very good sleep. I don't get a good sleep. Hmm. Not not nearly like, uh, you know, people who, who don't have kids and can just do whatever they want and free-flowing and stuff like that. Gotcha. My concern, because uh-huh. at first, you know, would be like, oh my gosh, what if something happens and I have to run out of the house and I have no clothes on? That is yeah. not a good one. Well, maybe you should just, before you go to sleep, you just lay your your joggers and your T-shirt by the door. So if right. something happens, you just grab them yeah. as you're, you're running. Right. And you said that works for you every time. I mean, typically. But for me, it's like, you know, if you have to get out fast, like right. real fast. Because that happens a lot is where you, where you need to wake up and get out of your house fast. Real fast. You're making that sound stupid. I'm just saying, just in case. Fast. You got to go fast. Well, so so your recommendation is if 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 our dear precious listeners are not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Well, first of all, get a sleep number bed. Sure. That can fix it. Of course. Uh, and then number two, the best comfort you possibly can get is a sleep number bed and nothing else. So basically, you're just saying. Unless Take you have kids, and let, basically, yes. Unless oh. you have children, and then they need to come into your room, and that could be awkward. Yes. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, I got to go watch some hoops last night. Some hoops. So I got to watch. I haven't watched any hoops live and in person in a minute, but I got to <laughs> see some last night because Kelly's son was playing some hoops. Some hoops. I don't. I don't know if I think. 
people don't say playing hoops, they say shooting hoops. Doing hoops. I don't know about doing hoops. Just just say shooting hoops. Just say a scrimmage. Just say I watched Kurt's scrimmage. Just that, say that. That's what I said. It's a Kelly's son. Yeah. Anyway, Kelly's son, Kurt, he had a scrimmage last night at Brooklyn High School <clears throat> and had the chance to go and watch him play. And, you know, I've known Kurt since he was how old? Like, uh, like loosely known him for three, <laughs> four. Yeah. So since, since he was just a little kid and then known him really well for the last, I guess, six years or so. So we had the chance to go to the game last night and my wife and my son and Kelly, we all sat together in the bleachers at Brooklyn High School and had the chance to watch him play and. Um, it was cool to see him out there in his element, you know, because like uh-huh. that's what he enjoys. It's like if you go and you watch me either do this or host a state mm-hmm. or do wrestling, that's kind of the stuff I enjoy. Yes. So getting to see him in what was, is his element was kind of neat last night. Because the only time you've really seen him play is as with, is with Kai with uh, at your at your house. Yeah, like if they're as... shooting baskets. Mm-hmm. So to see him out there with his his teammates and they're out there and they're hustling and they got the grind going and. You know, they're running and they're sweating and they're mm-hmm. huffing and puffing. And they're yep. the anxiety and the nerves of having to, you know, shoot in front of people. Cause like my deal is if we go to a school typically and we're in a gym, somebody throws me a basketball and I'm not very good at it. And typically it's me that has someone give him a basketball because I know that it's going to be really funny. It's normally really bad. And I'll shoot in front of like three or four people and it's embarrassing. <laughs> so the idea that you're going to have to shoot in front of hundreds of people. In a gym, who are all watching you because all eyes are on you if you have the ball in the middle of a scrimmage or a game. Yeah. Like, that's pretty intimidating. You know what makes it worse? What? Guess who his coach is? Oh, I know. <laughs> his dad. His dad's his coach. <laughs> I wanted to stop and talk to his dad last night. Yeah. Because that, that gym, I hadn't been in the act. I've seen the Brooklyn gym, mm-hmm. but I haven't actually been in it. It's pretty, isn't it? What did I say to you? We should have a wrestling event here. Yes. It's like the perfect setup to see like Jerry Lawler walking out and, you know, a fundraiser or something like that. That'd be fun. We used to do fundraisers all the time for um, different schools, yeah. right? Like the athletic departments. And as a matter of fact, I think if I go back like to 1998 or 1999, I believe one of the fundraisers we did was for Brooklyn Athletics way back in the late 90s. Really? And it was myself and Jerry Lawler and Randy Hales and Derek King. And, you know, our crew from Channel 5 out of Memphis, we came over and we did an event. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Brooklyn in some old gym. Wow. That... And it's grown so much since then. Yeah. So shout out to the team last night. We had the chance then to go out to dinner. And um, here's a deal. When you walk into a restaurant and there's a group of teenagers sitting around (laughs) and they're giggling, (laughs) even at 44, you think they're laughing at you. Well, here's the thing. Were they? They they were laughing at you. They were? Yeah. Why? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know, but they were kind of talking and Googling and pointing at you. About me? I think it was from wrestling. I think they were, it was somebody was wanting to talk trash to you and and the other boys were trying to get him to and he wouldn't. I think that's what was going on. Yes. Good. That's great. What is it about you that makes teenage boys want to talk trash to you? I don't know. I don't get it. What is it? What is it about when I walk into a restaurant that everybody loses their mind? I think it's uh, one of those deals. Uh, I don't know about that. It's just what it is. Uh It's one of those things that it is what it is. Oh. Yeah. It's a tough life, isn't it? Oh, man. I'm struggling. 
I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So it usually takes a few days for all the Halloween criminal stories to start rolling in. And I've got one for you out of Texas that's insane. Isn't that where you're from? Uh, that is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A 35-year-old woman named Monica Bradford lives near Austin, Texas. And apparently she doesn't like the whole trick-or-treating thing. A neighbor says cops got called to her house last year for some sort of issue, but this year she's really in trouble after pulling a gun on a seven-year-old. Oh my gosh. She had her porch light on, so people assumed she was giving out candy, but she started yelling at a bunch of kids who were at the end of her driveway. At least one adult was with them, and it sounds like they were just doing random trick-or-treating stuff, but Monica asked a neighbor if they knew, knew them, and the neighbor said no. So she walked inside and came back out with a loaded shotgun oh my and pointed it at the seven-year-old child. Can't do that. Luckily, no shots were fired and no one got hurt. Police shut down the entire street and arrested Monica. She's facing charges for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, again, against a seven-year-old. So if you don't want God. trick-or-treaters, just turn off your lines. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, speaking of pointing a shotgun at a seven-year-old second grader, I was banned from the airport last week. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, apparently security doesn't like it when you say shotgun while boarding the plane. Oh. oh. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is not a good and one. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry. I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthday sport today. Wednesday, November the 3rd of 2021. Local birthdays. Local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Lucas Klontz of Jonesboro, who celebrates today. Tara Miller of Jonesboro celebrates Jeff Pfeiffer in Bentonville. Abby Beard of Truman is turning 13, so a teenager. Happy birthday, Abby. Uh, Ember Jarbo turning two years old today. Uh, Emmanuel Navarro of Leechville celebrates, and Jennifer Massey in Mark Tree celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy Happy birthday birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday to Kendall Jenner, who is 26 years old today. Happy birthday today to Colin Kaepernick, who is 34. Phil Sims is 66 today, New York Giants quarterback legend. Yep. Happy birthday today to Kathy Kinney, who is 67. That was Mimi on the Drew Carey Show. You've seen Kelly in pictures. One of her inspirations was uh, for her makeup was Mimi on the Drew Thank Carey you. Show. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Dil- uh, Dennis Miller is 68 today. Happy birthday. Happy 69th birthday to Roseanne Barr today. Right. And happy birthday to Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Who is 64 today. Now, if you don't know who that is, Brandon. Yeah, he was in Rocky IV. He was the villain. Was it Drago? Drago? Rocky IV is a good one. If you remember, Rocky Balboa has to go over uh, to Russia to fight this big menace from Russia. James Brown was featured in Rocky Four. 
And you can't think Rocky without thinking about this. Binge pressing, I think it was 525 yesterday. And- oh! 525. <laughs> that was some games, man. Alright, 525's on there. <laughs> what? That's a good one, right? <laughs> Drinking your drank your egg yolks this morning. Oh man, all over it. Come on. Chasing chickens and everything. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> who turns 64 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. On to victory. Brave team, you're second to none. Let's make this game history. Like all of the others, we've won. Fight, fight, fight with all your might. So all the world can see that. Doop, 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 victory. I can't remember exactly. Anyway, so here's the deal. Today, attention members and guests, let me give you the heads up. We're going to be at Lost Pizza Company tonight. It's live with the Red Wolves. It's become our weekly tradition to go out there and hang out. And uh, it's become a deal. Like a lot of times when you're a parent and you take your kids somewhere, Mm -hmm. no matter how old your kids are, they complain about going. I don't want to go. I don't want to get off my game. Uh huh. My 12-year-old and her 18-year-old are loving going to what we call the coaches show. Live with the Red Wolves with Coach Butch Jones. Yeah, last night you happened to see my son, and he asked in front of me, uh, Mom, are we going to uh, go see Coach Jones and eat pizza tomorrow night? And I'm yeah. like, you better believe it. So, I mean, we can't stop now. We have to be there. Yeah, and Leslie and Kai and I, we always kind of get a table, and we we walk around, and we talk to everybody yeah. there as well. So it's a fun spot. It's cool to be able to go there. You get to meet a player. You get to see uh, Coach Jones and maybe have the chance to interact with him. There's prizes, all kinds of door prizes. They've been giving away these jerseys lately. I'd love to have one of those jerseys or like a helmet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like those are cool things. So anyway, it's uh, Live with the Red Wolves tonight, Lost Pizza Company, which is one of my favorite places to eat too. I mean, I was talking to Brad last time we were there. Uh, he's the owner, right? And I'm like, what is it with the cheese? And he's like, so man, good. our cheese is the highest quality fresh from Wisconsin cheese. And I'm like, I knew there was a difference because mm-hmm. there's a difference to the texture. There's a difference to the chew of the cheese. I know. I know. He said when they were first opening. Uh, Is he your went, mouth watering yeah. right now? I mean, I love <laughs> just the, I could eat, like, I don't really like just cheese pizza, but I could eat just a cheese pizza mm-hmm. there. Uh, but we were talking about when he first opened, he was afraid they didn't have enough cheese because like business was booming right off the bat. So he called uh, the corporate office and said, hey, what do I do if I run out of cheese? Do I just go to a store? And they said, no, if you don't have the cheese from Wisconsin, whatever that premium cheese is, you're closing your doors until you get it. Oh. And he's like, do what? They're like, no, you have to serve this cheese. Okay. So you go there tonight. You try that cheese. 
Let me know what's up, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you it's good. Uh, Lost Pizza Company, it's tonight. Uh, we're there. We get there around 6.30, but co- the coach's show is actually from 7 until 8 as we prepare for homecoming with Arkansas State. And what's cool, it's a family-run business, and you know Brad's there. His wife, Sarah, will be there yeah. with the kids, and it's just it's a good it's a good time. And we'll be there with our children as well. So hope you guys join us tonight. It's live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza Company, live on K5. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, here it is, Wednesday morning. It is November the 3rd, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on Dan and Shay. There's a couple billion people in the world, and a million. All right, Dan and Shay had to break the news that they're canceling some concert dates in both Orlando and in Atlanta. A member of their immediate touring party has tested positive for COVID, and basically Dan and Shay say that they have to protect their fans and the rest of their team, and they're going to have to cancel the two dates. So it's November the 4th, uh, tomorrow and Friday, Orlando and Atlanta. Both of those dates have been canceled, and they're not going to be able to reschedule, so fans who purchase Mm -hmm. tickets for those dates can get refunds. Now, Dan and Shay did say that the people who are hoping to attend in Orlando and in Atlanta will have the chance to see them next year. Not a part of their tour, but they're going to be out on tour with Kenny Chesney, the big stadium tour. So that could be your chance to see Dan and Shay live if you were planning those dates. But again, Dan and Shay have canceled two dates based on exposure to COVID-19 on their team. We have country music news today on Eric Church. I soak in my soul in gas and set in my so Eric Church has a couple of employees that are traveling with him on his Gather Again tour. Now, these employees are really super loyal, and they're good friends of his. That's awesome. Their names are Alex and Timmy, and they're COVID-sniffing dogs. They're what? You heard me right. COVID-sniffing dogs. They're from a company called Biodetection Canine. Now, this is real. It's not an experiment. These dogs have a 99% de- uh, detection proficiency, and it only takes about 30 seconds to see if someone is positive for COVID. How is that possible? I, I know. I want the dogs around instead of the swabs, <laughs> the nasal swabs. Right, exactly. So they uh, check Eric's band and crew before every show, and if wow. a person doesn't pass, they have to take a test. So Eric's tour manager says that they've probably basically saved the tour because of this. You may remember his band had a COVID breakout a few weeks ago, and they're saying early detection helped minimize that. Yeah. And now, of course, other concert tours are thinking about hiring the dogs. I'm actually currently training my dogs yeah. to smell out covid well that's awesome because typically they just smell some booties so okay anyway good. <laughs> so eric church using dogs uh to to sniff out covid it's always uncomfortable to go to kelly's house okay all <laughs> right freaking dogs won't leave you alone <laughs> and country music news today on the macy's thanksgiving day parade there's some country involvement at the parade which is back in new york city and it looks like it's going to be more of the standard parade with People in the streets and all that. So it's going to be the 95th Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's going to be, of course, on Thanksgiving, Thursday, November the 25th. Here's kind of the rundown of it, okay? There's 15 character balloons, 28 floats. There's 36 novelty and heritage inflatables, 800 clowns, 10 marching bands, 9 performance groups, and, of course, Santa Claus. Plus, they do musical acts, including this year, 
Jimmy Allen. I wish I could go back to those days when the town was the whole world and love was the girl. Also featured this year, Foreigner. Kelly Chris Lane's going to be there representing country. What's your name? What's your sign? What's your birthday? What's your wrist tattoo? Nelly is booked for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Also, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. And she screams. And her voice is straight. She says, baby. Oh, yeah, she does. And also, one of the headliners from country, Carrie Underwood, will be there on Thanksgiving Day. The 95th Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Again, it's uh, beginning at 8 a.m. on Thursday, November the 25th, which just so happens to be Thanksgiving Day. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the Dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. Please welcome back to the show, Dr. Shane Spites. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good. We're good. How about you? Cold. It's cold, isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking it's a little bit cold. And hey, I do have a. Can I ask you a medical question? I know oh, you're a doctor. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know why, why? You know why start now? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, see, here's what I think. I think if we have this opportunity, I'd be silly not to ask you medical questions that might mm-hmm. concern me. <laughs> this could Absolutely. get awkward. It could no, get awkward. It's not yeah. going to be awkward. Okay. I have a deal. Mm. where I might have a little bit of congestion right now, possibly a little bit of congestion. And I noticed in my right ear sometimes, if I open my jaw real wide, it feels like I can hear a little bit of a noise in there. And Shane, over the last couple of days, when I've like, and this is going to sound like I'm trying to humble brag and I'm not, but if if I'm bench pressing and then I stand up, I feel like I'm a little bit bit dizzy right there. You forgot one of the details. If he's bench pressing over 500 pounds. Yes, I get dizzy. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So well, actually, I, that doesn't matter the the weight. Good point. Does it? So when I stand um, when I stand up though, like the other day, I stood up a little bit too fast, and I felt a little mm-hmm. bit dizzy. And then like uh, yesterday, I was doing a little walk in my neighborhood. I was walking up the hill, and I started thinking about, "Am I dizzy?" And then I felt like I might be dizzy. So are you asking? You were him, thinking about being dizzy. Are well, you I don't dizzy? Know. Will you tell me, "Am I dizzy?" Oh, no. And what's we're, going on? Here? I don't think that's the question. <laughs> All right. So first of all, and actually it's a great question because, I mean, lots of people are going to have this, and they're probably not going to go to the doctor for it. So uh, might as well go ahead and explain it to everybody that's listening. When certainly we have temperature changes, when we get in the fall, we get in the winter months, you know, very mild viruses float around. You may get a little uh, runny nose, a little upper congestion in the nose. It may drain down the back of your throat. What happens is, is that causes some inflammation and it causes some fluid buildup. And it can end up in what's called your eustachian tube, or basically the ear canal that goes that connects your ears to the back of your throat. There's okay. a drain tube, basically, that goes back there. It's a really small tube, and it doesn't like it when it gets full of fluid. 
and it can actually be painful if it gets clogged up. Right. And so what happens is, is that fluid can get in there, and you can kind of hear that crackling sometimes, mm-hmm. and it is affected by pressure changes. Pressure changes of you getting up, getting down, of you when you're, you know, holding your breath or when you're, you know, when you're trying to, you know, bear down because you're lifting heavy or you're walking and exerting yourself. All of that can affect that fluid movement in in the ear and, and out of the ear. If it gets clogged up too much, it can cause an infection over time. The majority of times, it's about 80% of the time, it's a viral infection. But, uh, you know, some of the over, over-the-counter things can actually really help with that, just some of the things that kind of... Uh, almost like the uh, Sudafed-containing compounds, really the over-the-counter stuff, mm-hmm. usually keeps that clear for you. Lots of water is a big deal because mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where it's created from. So drinking lots of water, staying active is a big deal as well, which is what you're already doing. You know what? This is why I love you so much, <clears throat> because I can turn to you with a very <laughs> random question, and literally, if I'm going through it, there's probably other people who are like, oh my gosh, am I dizzy? What's going on? Because my first thought uh-huh. as a man who, who might worry a little bit is, oh my gosh, it might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> but that's what I start to worry about. That's all I've and heard. I look, I, and I get that. And actually, you know, and certainly, you know, as a physician, the first thing, you know, well, the first thing that goes off your mind is, well, what's the worst thing it can be mm-hmm. versus what's the most common thing it can be? Right, yeah. And so we kind of run through that list, too. So that's why when you sit down and you start, you know, rattling off your symptoms and it happens when I do this and this is how long it's been going on and this is when I first noticed it, then we kind of start saying, well, it's probably not this, it's probably not that. It's more likely in this area over here. Um, so all that to say is that is there are there times where dizziness is concerning? You want to be seen by your physician? Absolutely there is. Uh, there are things called, and there's a different types of dizziness. You know, vertigo is not the same thing as regular dizziness. Vertigo is when the room spins around on you um, versus the slight dizziness that you get. Maybe when you get up too soon, you're like, okay, I feel like, you know, I feel kind of lightheaded. Yep. That's different. So there's actually different classifications. That's what I've been going through is more of the lightheaded. And then like, I have to kind of hold on to something to kind of get my balance. And then once I get my balance, all of a sudden I feel like I'm fine and I can go back and do my thing. The whole room's not spinning. So, yeah. And so now if it continues, obviously, you know, past what, what you've explained from the symptoms, we certainly want to see you for that. But I mean, you know, obviously we want to check like, well, what's your heart rate doing then? You know, what do we think your blood pressure is doing there? You know, the, these Apple watches and these Fitbits and all of that are great because, we have these wearable devices now that actually track a lot of information that can, it can give you kind of the backstory that the physician may not know when they're sitting, when you're sitting there in their office. There you go. He's the Dean of the NYIT college of osteopathic medicine, Dr. Shane <laughs> Spites. Okay. Let's get into COVID. Uh, first of all, if we can just get a quick recap of where we are as a state when it comes to COVID numbers, because again, it looks like uh, we're in a pretty good spot compared to the last couple of months. We really are. The only thing that's catching my attention, and again, I, you know, we kind of thought this would happen, we're plateauing. We're starting to slow down. So it's not that we're going back down to zero or back down to, and I always talk about the way it was in May when we were averaging, you know, 150, 200 cases a day. We're still averaging about 400 plus cases a day here in Arkansas. It's still dramatically different than where we were even a month ago. And we're still on the decline, but it's really starting to flatten now. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That means you're going to continue to see the spread of the virus in communities here in Northeast Arkansas and throughout the state. So people are still going to get sick. You're still going to have hospitalizations, not near what we had before, but it's not like this is going to go down to zero anytime soon. And I really don't expect to see that over the fall and winter months, especially with the upcoming holidays. How does Arkansas rank as we look at uh, the U.S. compared to other states? At one point, we were with Tennessee, one of the higher states in the country. Where do we rank right now? 
We absolutely were. Now, all the southern states, actually, what happened is the Delta virus kind of swept through. You're talking about Florida, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas. It swept through, and now it's hitting more of the, um, really, those western states, the Montana, Wyoming, Utah, um, even Nevada and Arizona. Those areas are the highest areas in the country in terms of COVID spread. The top state, unfortunately, is still Alaska, and I think largely what it is is they just have really limited uh, resources in terms of healthcare, largely rural, and so they've got a big impact right now going on there in Alaska. But even in the Northeast, you're not seeing much. So as we look at the U.S. compared to other countries, you know, I know we've <clears throat> looked at the U.K., we've looked at India and places like that over the last uh, couple of months. How do we rank compared to other countries? So we're doing really well in terms of other countries as well. And so when you look at us, we're doing a lot better than the U.K., and again, we've talked about this. I think it's, a lot of it has to do with population density. The U.K. has so many people per square mile, a lot more than we do. Um, they're right at, like I said, 1,000 people per square mile. And here in the U.S., we're about 95 people per square mile. Um, and so that's a, that's a much higher group of people that can pass along the virus. Um, gosh, if you look over, if you heard anything on the news, Russia is getting hammered right now. Uh, they actually are seeing the highest number of cases they've seen since the pandemic started. So, And it's all the Delta variant, just so that people are curious, what is it people are getting sick with? It's the same thing we saw here in the South a month or so ago. It's the Delta variant. There's a couple of variants we're watching that are a bit concerning, but we're still kind of just watching them right now. They don't seem to be a, a big deal, but we're just kind of keeping an eye on them. But um, the uh, Eastern, Eastern Europe, Germany, Austria, those areas are starting to see a high number of cases. And again, it's all the Delta variant. So the CDC has come out to say that the Pfizer vaccine is now going to be available to kids 5 to 11. Do we know how soon that's going to be possible? Yeah, so that just happened yesterday. They just approved that. Um, it's a two-dose vaccine, and you're right, uh, 10 micrograms. And so it's a smaller dose than the, than, the, than the adult. We're hoping to see that by the end of the week here oh, wow. in northeast Arkansas. Now, the way they're doing it, federal government is, is the one sending it out. They're shipping it out based on population density of the state. So the states that have the higher population will get more vaccine. That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also vaccine utility. In Arkansas, we hadn't used a lot of vaccine, to be honest with you. We had to ship a lot of vaccine out of state because we weren't using it. Mm-hmm. So that, that may play a role. So I say that because for those parents that are listening now and those that want the, their kid to get vaccinated 5 to 11, once you find a place, you better go get it. Because I don't know how much vaccine we're actually going to get in the state that is specific to 5 to 11. And it's a different vaccine. It's not the same that we have for adults. You can't just take it and, you know, draw up only half of it. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you find it, go ahead and get it. We expect it in the pharmacies. We expect the pediatric clinics to have it. Um, I expect probably the local hospitals will have it by next week. So as far as uh, 12 plus, is that still readily available for parents who might be on the fence? Yeah, that should be. You shouldn't have any issues with 12 plus because that's the, it's really the same dose that we're using for 12 to 15 to 18 to 25. Um, you know, we tested it. It worked well down to that group. It's once you got below 12, we needed to really reformulate it and change the dose. And that's why it's a different vaccine um, that's coming out or a different vaccine dose rather that's coming out. And, and speaking of, and I, I don't know how often this happens to you, um, but I, I think it's important, Brandon, that we bring this up. You were right last week. On what? This is one of the first Wait times anybody's ever said that. I don't know. No, I, I hope this is being recorded. Um, I expect this maybe to make national news. Hang on. Um, let me call your wife. Week, Hang on. <laughs> last week, you made a comment about a fourth dose of a vaccine, and I wasn't 
really understanding what that was. And I and I thought, well, I know we've talked about a fourth dose, but I don't remember anything really. And you were right. What you were referring to was the fourth dose for those in an immunocompromised state. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember back in the, you know, several months ago, they talked about this third dose, people that had cancer or had an organ transplant or something. They have now approved a booster vaccine for that group, which effectively is a fourth dose. So, Brandon Baxter, you were Boom. right. Does this yeah. mean that you can uh, call everyone can call him Doctor Baxter? Oh, can I do that? <laughs> because he really wants that. We'll, we'll work on that. Well, that. That's still a work in progress. But you're getting there. You're uh-huh. getting there. You know what Shane told me last week? He said, "If Doctor Kevin Reed can be called a doctor, I can be called a doctor." Oh wow! That's what Shane Spite said. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't say that. I did not say that. I know Kevin Reed. He's a great guy. I did not say that. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> the Kaiser Family Foundation, I was reading a survey this morning that said only about 27% of parents with kids 5 to 11 say they're going to vaccinate their kids right away. That's a small right. number. So it's barely a fourth well, of the population says right away they're going to do that. Well, what? And if you look further on that study, what it is, it's broken out. It's almost a third, a third, a third. You got, like you said, you got about 27, depending on which study you look at, uh, percent of of, of, of uh um, adults uh, that have kids 5 to 11 said they're definitely going to get it right away. Right. Now, there's another 30-something percent that said, we're going to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's natural. I think it's natural to say, ah, we're going to wait and see. And then you've got about 30% who said, we're definitely not going to get it. Yep. So when you when you take the wait and see group and the definitely going to get it, you're well over 60, you know, almost 70%. And that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think none of those numbers really that I've seen of those polls really surprise me. Um, because And it just kind of shows the state of the pandemic we're in and to be honest with you just all of the politics and the the questions that really um tainted the science and the and the ability to get good information out so do you think if this wasn't uh i guess kind of uh framed under political things at one point early on a lot of people thought it was a political type of deal do you think if it wasn't framed that way that more people would have been vaccinated quicker oh absolutely i mean i just you know you have to you have just you can need to know from my side and from the side of my colleagues and the researchers I talk to and the people that do this every day, and they were doing this every day before the pandemic ever happened. It has been so painful to watch the politics and the rhetoric just seep in and basically just destroy the science of medicine. To be honest with you, and it's it's been really painful uh, to see that. Now, I'll you know we'll take some ownership for sure. There are things on the science side, the medical side that could have been done better. I think we took things for granted. We assumed, well, hey. You know, I'm a doctor. You come see me and I send you to surgery and give you medicines that could kill you every day. So surely you trust me, right. you know, and, and I think we could have done a better job of, of, of educating and, and sitting down and saying, look, this is how it works. Um, but, yeah, it's been that's been a really painful process for most of us in medicine. I'll say that. Um, I mean, it's getting better, uh, but still, I think it was a surprise to everybody. One more thing I want to ask you about, because there are people who, you know, and again, I'll be fully transparent. I'm fully vaccinated. Kelly's fully vaccinated. My wife's fully vaccinated. Uh, we did it as soon as we possibly could. There are going to be people who have not been vaccinated yet who who might you're going to say, hey, go get vaccinated for the holidays, for the fall, for the winter, all that. Uh, but people are going to say, wait, the numbers are dropping. Why would I get vaccinated now? You know, right. And so I, and, why, and I, why, why I would they? What would you say? I think that's a good question because it's still, like I said, it's still the virus didn't go anywhere, and so what? It's almost going to be one of those things that look, you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick with COVID at some point, uh, because we don't think this virus is just going to is just going to peter out and all of a sudden just be gone one day, and you know you you won't have any more of it. It's going to continue to infect people that aren't infected, um, and more and more data 
just yesterday or just the day before we had an article that came out about the um, how effective the vaccine was in terms of immunity for those that were vaccinated versus those that had a natural infection. That was the other thing. So, well, I had COVID before, so I should be good. Mm-hmm. Actually, the answer is no, you're not. Um, oh, wow. you, that, that actually wanes off right now in about 17 months. But the antibodies that are produced by the vaccine are stronger in the latest CDC study than getting infected yourself. So there's just and there's even like there's mortality data. Like there was a, they looked back and looked at individuals who had been vaccinated and that died for any reason versus those that were unvaccinated. And, and we don't really know what to do with that data and what that really means, but there's even a lower mortality risk for people that are vaccinated and the, the risk is lower for any cause of death, not just COVID. And that's oh, really wow. interesting. I know. That's like, well, where's that coming from? So yeah. we're still, again, still teasing out. That's one study, still teasing out what that means. But there's just more and more positive data about being vaccinated. Um, and so that I think it's important, even though absolutely the numbers are going down, I think it's great that we can start seeing some normal days in terms of going back out and doing things with friends and stuff like that. And I'm excited about that. Yep. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't get vaccinated, almost like the flu shot, which, by the way, we don't have a lot of flu right now in Arkansas, but you should certainly get your flu shot. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. He is Dr. Shane Spites. You can follow him on all the social platforms especially on Facebook where he keeps you up to date on so much information. Uh, and Dr. Spites, as always, we appreciate your time this morning. I appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great week. All right, you too, man. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Michael Wewers of the FOA, Jonesboro Foundation of Arts. Michael, how are you this morning? Just wonderful and good morning. Thank you all for having me on. And we had a great chat with you. I guess it was last month about all the things that were happening with FOA and kind of uh, the direction you were going, the direction our friend Christy Pulliam was going, and really uh, further, uh, I guess, evolution and growth of FOA. How does it feel now that here we are another a month away from our last chat? How are things going? Uh, just wonderful. Uh, it's just every every weekend we got something going on. Uh, like I say, I'm just so blessed uh, to, to be working where I'm at. I mean, just again, I have to – I have to comment on the the passionate people that are involved in the FOA, from our volunteers uh, to our staff, just everybody that we come along uh, is just so passionate about either helping out or they have a great idea or they want to be part of something. And, I mean, just to go into that work environment every day, uh, I can't ask for anything else. I'm just truly blessed to be there. Talk to so many people who go into FOA and maybe they take their kid, right? And they're like, okay, my kid, I was looking for an outlet for my kid. I wanted them to find something, to find their calling, to be able to have a, a place to perform or to get energy out, all those different things you might hear. But once you hear people say they took their kid or, or something like that, you hear how the FOA gets the family involved and it really does become like this giant FOA family. What do you think that is? What's that dynamic? Well, I, I tell you what, it's, it's a good point you make. Uh, we just got a, a text from one of our staff that somebody from the, uh, you know, who had bringing their kids to our organization, they was taking classes, and she just texted her and said, you know, thank you so much for uh, getting me involved in this. My kid loves it. She's done four productions, and you know, and she's really had the growth and just a, a more positive outlook on life. And, uh, you know, and then the, we shared that text among our, our workers there at the FOA. And, you know, and then the comments we made, yes, that's why we do this. This is why we do this. So really, when you make that impact, and it's not just a, a one-day impact, when it can be a life-changing impact for somebody, you, you know, you, you just know you're doing the right thing. 
It's always interesting to me to see somebody who might be, you know, shy if you see them in certain situations, but yet they can excel uh, doing ballet. They can excel on the stage. They can excel singing. Everybody has their talent and their gift. And I think once you find that, the shy person has a spot where they feel the most comfortable. And for some people, that's going to be in the arts. That's exactly right. You know, it just improves. It, it fine tunes, uh, you know, all the things that we that we do every day: our communication, our body language, uh, and just how we express our feelings. You know, to be able to get some of these feelings out, and uh, to be able to have those avenues and, and routes to take, and be to develop them early on is so much better for later along along in life too. So for the people, Michael, who kind of think about FOA being a, a spot where people go and sing and they do productions, you guys offer so much more than that with FOA because it really is about the arts, all-encompassing arts. What else do you offer at FOA? Well, you know, uh, you know, something that kind of gets uh, a little bit overlooked is our out- outreach program. Let's say if, if you maybe not don't make a lot of money, and, and but you have two or three kids, uh, you know, you can come up there and we offer tuition assistance. So we're going to get you in, kids in there, and we'll make it affordable for you, and also put them in some dance shoes and get them some leotards. But also for the art classes, if they want to take art classes, vocal classes. Uh, just all the way around, even theater classes where you just maybe not be in production, but you can just work on on getting to where you're in a production. Yeah. So just all the avenues that that we cover, it's really we have something for everybody. And then if not not only that, we'll have events coming up that either we're a part of or that we're doing that you can always help and get out in the community and make a difference. Michael Weaver is on with us this morning from FOA Jonesboro. Uh, there's an event coming up this weekend. It's FOA Originals. What's happening with that? Yeah, so that's a brand new event. We're really excited about it. This is uh, this is where it's called uh, Originals Live at the Forum, and uh, this is where we'll have singer songwriters come up and uh, perform their their original music. It gives them a great taste. It's going to be uh, recorded. It's going to be aired on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a little different because now it's just original music, and we can really push it on social media, and we can you know I call it, we call it call it, call it uh, fifteen minutes of fame. You know, yep. so we're having. We got four singer songwriters coming this Friday. They're all going to get about fifteen minutes to do their their best original songs and tell about them a little bit, and you kind of get to know them. And then we're going to push it on social media, and uh, you know maybe your next favorite uh, singer songwriter. That's a great platform for young people, young artists. One of the yes, one of the biggest things you guys do every year, uh, obviously the Nutcracker. It's a tradition with the foundation, but before that. Uh, we get to do breakfast with ballerinas, and that's actually happening this weekend. That's right. That is Saturday. It starts at nine thirty. Now you can come out and you get to meet uh, some of the Nutcracker cast. They'll be out there in their ballerina outfits. We have Elsa from Frozen. She's going to be singing out there. Uh, you actually do have breakfast. You know, we are going to serve breakfast out there. It's just a great time for. Uh, where you're going to meet the, and they'll, they'll be performing too. They're going to give you a little mini glimpse of the show. So it's a great family. I'm bringing my granddaughter. Yeah. You know, it's a great time to uh, bring your kids, your grandkids out and uh, get a glimpse of the Nutcracker. I always love seeing those photos on social media where the young kids get to be there with them because it just looks so cool. It looks like the young ladies, especially, are having just a blast. Yes, yes, I can't wait. My, I think uh, my granddaughter, she, uh, she's going to be wearing her tutu and have a pin for getting autographs. So, yeah, that's awesome. So that's happening on Saturday. What time is that? That is at nine thirty. And then, can people still get into it? Like, are there still tickets available? Yes, yes, there are. If, if you want tickets, you can always go to foajohnford dot org, or you can always call our box office at nine three five two seven two six. All right, man. Great job this morning, and it's nice to talk to you as always. 
Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Michael Weaver's the Foundation of Arts in Jonesboro. Again, find out more at foajonesboro.org. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Amanda McDaniel from the ASU Alumni Association. She, I assume, is in the office already this morning. Amanda, how are you? I am good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. I would assume that on homecoming week, your days uh, probably start early and end pretty late. That is correct. We're super busy this week, but we're excited because we always have a lot of alumni that come back to campus, so we get to see some people. And last year, we didn't get to see anybody because of COVID, so we're really excited um, to be able to have events in person. Can you imagine what it's going to be like for the people that typically only come back to one game a year, right? Typically, a lot of people who live far off only come in for the homecoming game. They missed last year. It's all of a sudden like this big reunion. I bet it's even better than in years past because people just want to be back together. I think so, too. And we have a lot of different groups that are kind of getting together, like our um, A-State bands. They're having a big reunion this weekend. They're actually going to play in the stands with the the Sound of the Natural State, oh, wow. um, the Honors College alumni, they always have a tailgate together. So there's a, there's a lot of activity on campus this week, for sure. Any idea how many bodies come back in for homecoming as far as that are part of these events? Because I know there's so many different thing, things, but I would assume there's hundreds of people that come into town and maybe even 1,000, 1,500 people. Yes, I would think so. And I think this year, just because we weren't able to have all the events last year, you're going to see significantly more. Um, that are going to be in town this week. So I think that's going to be great um, uh, for the city of Jonesboro, too, to have all this influx of people. I was talking to my wife last night. We went to an event, and I was telling her, I said, hey, this coming uh, Saturday with the homecoming game, obviously early kickoff, 1 o'clock kickoff, which means it's not going to be too cold, thankfully, uh, for the game on Saturday. Kind of a pretty forecast so far. But we do our broadcast early in the morning. Uh, Kelly and I do the countdown to kickoff live with Mm -hmm. members and guests at the embassy suites that place is going to be crazy because there's going to be so many bodies in town exactly and just right down the street from the embassy suites is where we'll be having our um, alumni tailgate at the cooper alumni center we're doing that from 11 to 12 30 Um, we're going to have free food refreshments uh some kids activities we'll have bouncy houses and stuff like that but we'll also have some some things inside for them too if the weather does turn out to be a little chilly yeah. um, and then also we have everybody's favorite the vicky mcgee band they'll be playing live yeah. inside so we're going to have a big time it is it's hard when it's an early start to a game like that but we're we're making the best of it and it's going to be a lot of fun amanda that's why they make bloody mary's right oh <laughs> absolutely and my personal favorite mimosas yeah come on now. Mm-hmm. who's invited to come in there into the alumni center all alumni and friends are invited there oh, you don't wow. have to specifically um you know be a graduate of a state you can just be a supporter of a state as well so everybody come on out we've got plenty of room um we just welcome everybody to our event anything else we need to make sure that we're aware of happening on homecoming day um, on homecoming day, that's probably the majority of thing, other than the other tailgates that the other individuals, individual groups have. Right. We'll have on Friday before, we will be recognizing our distinguished alumni this year. Um, I know that the ROTC, they are renaming the Military Science Building at 2 o'clock on Friday, so that's going to be big. They're naming it after the uh, first African-American on faculty, Lieutenant Colonel Frederick Turner. So there's a lot of activity. It's also the 85th anniversary of ROTC on campus as well. So they have a ton of events this week too. 
So again, with the Alumni Association, it's all about keeping people connected to Arkansas State University and allowing them to to be there for the growth of the university, the growth of these programs. And it's just neat to know that even though people move away, they can still feel connected. Absolutely. And we do have actually a great promotion going on right now um, that helps us put on events like these that are free um, to alumni and friends. Uh, We have what's called Renew in November. So if you renew or join the Alumni Association in November, you are in the running to win a free Apple Watch. Um, So you can just go online and sign up for that. If if you're a recent grad, it's $20 to join. A regular membership is $40 a year. And if you want to join with your spouse, it's only $60 a year. And then you're in the running for a free Apple Watch. And the funds from the membership help us put on these great events. So one more event I wanted to mention with you is, and I love the idea of this, there's an event coming up that's going to feature Santa Claus and Howl together, which to me is like the ultimate photo op. Uh, it's called Pancakes and PJs. Tell me about that. Pancakes and PJs is an event that we started. It's so much fun. It's on December the 4th from 8 to 10 a.m. And the kids can come in their pajamas. We encourage that. And you come and we have all, we have a Christmas movie playing. Of course, we'll have pancakes to eat. You'll get to meet Santa and Mrs. Claus. And then Hal and Scarlett will be there as well. So there's photo opportunities with them, too. So, And we also do a craft with the kids, too. So it is a lot of fun. We're so thankful we can do it back in person this year. We did just photos last year um, with Santa and Hal. But this year, we're happy to be back to our regular um, programming, which is um, to be doing it in person. So if people want to find out more about the Alumni Association, the events happening, or how they can become a part of it, uh, where's the best spot to grab that info? If you just go to our website, astatealumni.org, you can find information on membership. There's information on all of our events. Um, And one other thing I'd like to mention is that if you do become a member of the Alumni Association, you kind of get the inside track to our events. So you get, we send out a weekly e-newsletter. And so the minute we launch an event, because I will say that Pancakes and PJ sells out every year. So you get that first opportunity to get tickets to the event. So with your membership, uh, you'll get that information. Again, astatealumni.org to find out more. And Amanda McDaniel joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Amanda, have a great morning and a great week, and we'll see you at homecoming, okay? All right. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. (laughs) Hallelujah. Our friend has returned. Please welcome back to the show for the first time since the since the pandemic. Did you say Rodney Pizoff? Yes. I don't know if his wife will think that's a good one. Rodney Poff. She's asleep. Don't worry. (laughs) She's asleep. What do these magazine writers do? Oh, Uh, well, don't even. Well, this one stays up till about four and then goes to bed. Oh, yeah. So she works a lot. Yeah, but she doesn't work very hard, is what you were saying. She waits till I go to bed because I, I I take the focus off you know so when i go to bed she she can think right no i get that completely uh the jonesboro occasions event calendar rodney we've done this for years where you kind of catch us up on things that are happening because for anybody who says man there's nothing going on i don't even know what to do this weekend there's always something going on there's always something going on and it is really cool to be back yeah Uh, been a little different for over a year you know it's uh hard to do a social magazine when nothing social is going on. <laughs> uh, but the social things are starting to pick up, and 
you know, we talked and when we decided that when that, when that happened, yep. we revisit the in studio. So, well, and we talked about that a year ago, thinking this thing was going to mm-hmm. wrap up in six months. And yeah. then it's like, okay, it just took a little bit longer than yeah. we all thought. Yeah. A lot longer. So tell me what's <laughs> going on with occasions magazine right now, because obviously, uh, you know, we have the cover over here, uh, with Matt Cavanaugh on it. And then Kelly tipped me off to the upcoming cover of the issue that I haven't, I don't even have in my hands yet. That makes two of us. Oh, you don't have it yet either? When I leave here, I'm I going do, to pick them up. I oh. have it in my hands. You uh, have it in your hands yeah, already before, just, before just, the, the publishers. Yeah, yeah. She knows people. Uh-huh. Yeah. So who's on the cover this time? Can we can we disclose that? Well, tomorrow. Hey! Oh. Oh. oh, no, you can't disclose oh, okay. it. okay. He said it's a secret. Oh, okay. Is it a secret? It's, I've seen it floating around. I've seen the picture. Yeah. It can't be a if secret. You look at, if you look at our Facebook page, there's a link to the new one. Ooh, there's your clue. All right. So who's on the cover? You can say it. You don't want to say it. Give the hint again, Kelly. Hey, it's I me. love my wife, Alicia. Uh, oh, you, you, that's oh. probably too far. And it's, it's a very cool cover. Um, yeah. and he's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know that. No. Yeah. He was my uh, tag team partner, man. So yeah, that's right. So anyway, let's talk somebody, about what somebody had to carry the team, right? Oh, wow. oh, wow. Welcome back, buddy. Wow. Can, I, can I tell you? We are back. If I go through my phone and I'm looking for the most hateful stuff that people send me, guess who sends it to me? Yeah, it's Rodney. It's Poff, Rodney Paul. And he has every right. <laughs> and because... It's, it's because uh, someone in this room. Yeah. Big times me. No, that's not the case. I'm not a big time. You know, it's you bad. You ghost me. You put me on. No. Um, yeah. No, you have a tendency. Here's what Rodney does. He knows I go home and nap and that he texts me during a nap every time he texts not me. Not anymore. Now he texts when we're on the air, but he doesn't text you. He texts me. So, I, <laughs> so I'll say something to To prod you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, kind of hard to, to come say. back from that. Yeah, uh, very hard to hey, come back. Hey, uh, Tuesday through Friday, uh, November <laughs> 2nd through 5th. Artists of all ages are invited to showcase the original their original artworks in Perspectives and Art Contest. This is hosted by the Foundation of Arts. Submissions will be accepted from the 2nd to the 5th, so you still have a couple of days, yeah. from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Forum Theater box office. The gallery will be open to the public November 9th through the 15th um, from 10 to 6 and during performances. Right. Gotcha. Um, so you can go in and you can, uh, vo- the public can go in and vote uh, for what their favorite is. Yes. Yeah, but they, they do it in the form, they vote in the form of canned goods to benefit the uh, food bank. Oh, that's NBA. really great. Yeah. So that's, that's a cool, it's a cool take on that. Um, contest winner will be announced on November 15th before the production of All Together Now. So we talked to Michael Wewers a few minutes ago. He was talking about all the different things that they're doing down there with the foundation. And he mentioned an event, uh, an event that's happening this coming Friday. Okay. So at the FOA again, um, The Originals. It's a new series featuring Presley McLean, Kyle Harrison, Grant Camp, and John Spencer live at the Forum Theater, which is at uh, 115 East Monroe. Mm-hmm. Concert begins at 730, and that's 730 on Friday, and will feature... All original music presented by four generations of songwriters and performers. That's neat. Tickets are seven dollars uh, for adults, five for children. Call nine three five two seven two six or visit foajonesboro.org. org. There's also breakfast with ballerinas happening this coming Saturday morning, which for a lot of people that's an annual thing that they get to go to, and the pictures always look real cute from them. Yeah, uh, childrens of all age, childrens. <laughs> wow. Listen up, childrens. Children's of all ages will enjoy the Foundation of Arts annual breakfast with ballerinas from 9.30 to 11.30 Saturday morning at the Forum Theater. 
Tickets are $15. Again, call 935-2726 or go to foajonesboro.org. And uh, you'd be remiss to not mention the fact that this is a big week for Arkansas State University as we celebrate homecoming in the homecoming football game. That's right. Hey, State Homecoming Week uh, culminates at the Red, uh, excuse me, when the Red Wolves take on Appalachian State. Yep. That's, that's going to be a big game. Mm-hmm. We're due for an upset. Oh, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The t- I mean, the, and those guys are working so hard. We've seen how hard they're working off the field, they're working real hard. Um, I agree, and I just think, you know, as a fan base, we have to be patient. Yeah. We have to be patient. No, we've we've had the chance to discuss that multiple different times with Coach Butch Jones, and it's like, hey, it's a process, mm-hmm. and you can't start uh, building a house with the roof first. got to start there with the foundation, yeah. and they got to lay the foundation. So. Uh, so, yeah, kickoff's at 1 o'clock at Centennial Bank Stadium. Um, go to astateredwolves.com for more information. And then if people want to find out about all the events happening in November, where's the spot that they can find all of that stuff? Because I know you guys keep it readily available on uh, online. Uh, yeah. Well, right now we are revamping both uh, occasions.com, mm-hmm. jonesboroccasions.com, and uh, jonesboro.com. Right. So right now go to our Jonesboro Occasions Facebook page, and there'll be a link to the current issue and have everything. All right, also let's talk about live music. There is live music that happens all the time around Northeast Arkansas. And again, attention members and guests for many of these. What's happening at the Recovery Room this week? All right, Recovery Room, Thursday night. They have an open mic night. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Could I go? Uh, you could go. I wonder what I could do. Could I do some Hootie and the Blowfish? I'm pretty sure you could do some poetry. Maybe some Rod Stewart. Do you po- play? Do I play what? An instrument. Um... Or do you I've, know I've, someone that can play I've an played instrument? an instrument before. Okay. okay. Well, Guess what instrument I play? The flute. No, I play the saxophone in sixth grade. So you two people who are trying to punk me out, I really played the sax. <laughs> oh. When's the last I was time a you saxy guy. Uh, well, no. No, it was no. Uh, sixth grade, Rodney. I was oh. in sixth grade. That's <laughs> the last time you played it? Uh, yes. I bet it sounds just as good as wow. <laughs> Uh, let's see friday night um at the recovery room is the aaron fisher combo what about the 501 steakhouse what do they have this week? 501 steakhouse friday night delaney taylor and saturday tony spinner oh wow and then uh, eleanor's pizzeria they're doing some music too they are uh thursday vicky and sunny and friday jonathan mcquay all right it's always good to see you again uh, back in the studio to uh come in and uh, tear me apart, bust me down here in front of my friends. It's great to have you back. <laughs> oh, funny. oh, you mean the ones that are listening? Because yep. I said there's only oh. one. There we go. There we go. Good to see you guys. Find out more Jonesboro occasions on their Facebook page. And again, uh, the new issue is due out any minute. Rodney Poff's going to go and pick it up here in just a few seconds. Uh, and Rodney Poff, you have two words for everybody today? Forgot. Uh, yeah, uh, pop off. There you go. It's the K-Fun Breakfast Club powered by Family Inc. <laughs> You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fun. And this is the K-Fun Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Hey. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice, of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Doctor Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, guys. What's your morning look like so far? Any surgeries or ailing animals? Um, we've got a couple that are got some minor issues. No surgery scheduled for today, but uh, 
uh, you know, just more routine kind of outpatient preventive care, wellness exams, that type of thing. How often should people bring their pets in for a wellness visit? You know, I would say a minimum at the bare minimum of, of once a year. Um, we are our, our dogs, uh, based on their vaccination boosters and, and um, wellness lab lab tests. We recommend every six months. Yeah. Well, and, I think- um, no, just especially with the fact that, you know, we've all heard about, oh, a dog, a dog's age is different than mm-hmm. a human's age. And if we want to try to, to make, uh, make it the equivalent, I mean, if we go in for an annual physical, you would think the dogs would need to go more often. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, on average, you know, it's about, a, you know, a human year is about, um, you know, or a dog year is about four human years. So, you know, if you miss say you'd only get them back uh, examined every two years, you know, your eight years um, would be equivalent to an eight-year um, miss in the schedule of a person. So, you know, a lot of things can happen in that period of time. Yeah, and the key, much like with humans or with people, it's good to catch stuff early before it becomes an issue that requires major treatment. Definitely, yeah. We always stress prevention rather than treatment, if, if at all possible. Well, and when you mentioned that, you mentioned you had a deal on your Facebook page uh, a couple of days ago, November, November the 1st, but it's, I mean, we're not too far past mm-hmm. the beginning of the month to think about the monthly preventatives for our animals to keep them healthy. What do you think most animals should be on? Uh, definitely. And, and I think the reason we put that out, especially in November, is because a lot of people think, well, cooler weather, you know, mosquitoes are gone, fleas and ticks are gone. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to get cold this week, but if you look at the extended forecast, it's going to be up in the seventies next week. So, you know, definitely don't let up on heartworm preventive, you know, all pets, all dogs and cats should be on heartworm medication year round. And, you know, your flea preventive, you know, you should continue it at least probably through December, you know, at the most, you might be able to let off January and February, but then, you know, here we are in March again, and there's some warm weather. So, mm-hmm you know, fleas and uh, ticks as far as the external parasites are out. What should we think about as we hit these colder nights? Because I'll, I'll be honest, our heat has been on the last two nights mm-hmm. because it just got a little bit too cold in the house. But for our pets, the misconception is, oh, our pets are warm. They're going to stay warm. But the truth is they get cold just like we do. They do. And, and you know, with potentially the first freeze warning of the year, um, or of the the new season, the fall fall season. Um, yeah, you should you know at least get them prepared for it because just like people, a pet's cold tolerance can vary you know from pet to pet based on their you know their hair coat, their body fat stores, their activity level, their age, you know whether or not they have some existing health conditions, and you know you should adjust accordingly. Um, arthritic and older pets may have more difficulty walking in cold weather. So make sure if they're on medication, uh, anti-inflammatories, you know, to be given those, um, and, and provide them a choice. If they have to stay outside, you know, check their, if they have a, uh, like for a dog has a dog house, make sure their bedding is, is available and it's dry and, uh, going to be warm enough, uh, provide, uh, some kind of a physical, uh, barrier to the door if it does have an open door and the same for cats if you've got you know a box or or some type of structure for a cat to stay in outside you know check it and make sure there's plenty of, of bedding present um, remember you know warm weather or cold weather and a warm car engine cats will seek warmth and 
you know, if you normally have a cat that you see outside and you're getting ready to leave and all of a sudden you don't see the cat, you know, check under the hood, uh, honk the horn, kind of tap on the hood, uh, because uh, we see injuries every year from a cat that's up, you know, up oh. in the uh, car engine and then they can get, uh, you know, once the car starts, the, the fan belts can, can injure mm. the cat. So always check check for that. Um, you know, again, if freezing weather, and I don't think it'll happen this week, but it's not too far away, you know, check their water bowls often, especially when it's below freezing. And, um, you know, keep, keep fresh water in there that's not going to be frozen. Um, since the pets depend on their calories to provide their, um, you know, their body temperature and maintain it, you know, they may need to eat a little more food in the, in the winter months. And, uh, you know, especially for thinner dogs and dogs that don't have heavy hair coats, just, uh, you know, prepare for that. Um, and, and just, if again, the bottom line is if it's too cold for a person, for yourself to be outside, it's probably too cold for your pet to be outside for any length of time. So interesting. So walk me through <clears throat> like a doghouse or a spot outside. Let's say there's... Uh, for whatever reason, somebody isn't going to allow their pet inside, but they do have uh, a dog house, a place that the dog can go. Is that adequate? Is that is that okay? Is there enough warmth in there when it gets really cold? Or how can, is there something we should buy that's different, a different brand or a type? Or walk me through that. You know, there are some um, some uh, products out there that are actually insulated type houses, and those are probably very good. You know, if you do have a, a house that's just sitting out, uh, you know, hopefully it's not in the middle of the yard. But I would, uh, I would not face the opening of the house towards the north. It ought to be probably turned towards the south or another direction. Okay. Um, you know, and it's it's pretty easy to insulate a, a house either. You know, putting up next to a, a you know your regular house structure or in a carport or a garage. Uh, cover it with a blanket. Again, have plenty of dry dry bedding in there and check that frequently because especially if we do have, you know, rain outside or any kind of precipitation and the dog goes in and gets that wet, um, it's going to have a hard time drying and that's just going to take body heat from the, uh, from your dog when it goes back in there. Um, but yeah, there's some nice, you know, pre-made, uh, houses, uh, for pets. And, uh, then if you make your own, I remember when I was younger, uh, I kept had two cats that stayed outside, and and my dad had made a little wooden house, and uh, you know I, I even uh, you can even put um, you know some of these pet safe heating pads that you know you probably don't want to use a regular one. I think the ones now for people automatically shut off after a certain period of time, but there are some um, pet heat uh, heating surfaces that are are safe and they don't reach high temperatures. And, you know, that would be indicated if the temperature is going to get real low, especially sustained below freezing temperatures for several days. He always brings us great advice, and he is the man you need. need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed, man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Find out more about vet care when you go to vet-care.com or on Facebook. It's one simple search. Just search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, we appreciate talking to you this morning, man. Thanks for your time. Hey, thanks. And y'all have a great day and the rest of the week. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Captain Charles Smith of the Salvation Army. 
in Jonesboro. Captain Smith, good morning. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Brandon and Kelly. I hope you guys are doing well this morning. We're doing pretty well. How about you? I, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, uh, you know, we're kind of getting ready for the holiday season, and I think once we get past Halloween, we start thinking about Thanksgiving. We all of a sudden see all the Christmas campaigns begin, and with that comes the Salvation Army and the fact that the Salvation Army is there to help people in times of need, and especially around the holiday season, it seems like there are more people um, who are in need, and we as a community can come together and help. Yes, sir. Um, I'll tell you this, our... Our Christmas season actually begins close to uh, closer to the middle of November, and uh, it doesn't end until December twenty fourth, right. when Santa comes and visits everyone. So, yeah, we uh, we feel um, you know we tend to feel the pressure this time of year, mm. um, but it's also like um, you know it's like anything else that we do. Uh, we we have a mission to do, and we try to stay focused. Uh, no matter what happens in the midst of it. Um, we can always rely upon the Lord to give us strength because, you know, he's promised to be our strength during times of crisis and times of even times of hope. But um, and that's why this season, you know, our theme across the whole territory is hope marches on. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that that hope will always march on no matter what a person's um, situation may be like. And we're here to help them. So I think a lot of people have seen people outside of stores and businesses with the red kettle and they see people ringing bells. And, you know, for for a lot of people, they know what that is and why people do that. But there are other people who just think, hey, what are they doing out here raising money? What does the Salvation Army do? So I think it's a good chance, a good opportunity for you to kind of educate people as to the work of the Salvation Army. What would you tell people are the main missions of the Salvation Army? Well, we are here to feed the hungry to house the homeless, to give hope to those that have no hope, maybe to help pay a utility bill or help pay a rental bill. Um, we are also here um, during the week just to just to be here for people. If someone just needs a, a hand up and not just a hand out, you know, they can come by here and talk to me or Captain Terry, and we are here to um, just break away from our daily routine and, and talk to people. I mean, we even do that around town because we're not confined to the office. Sure. Uh, Like right now, my wife is out going around town, running errands, doing simple things uh, throughout the day before she hits here. And um, I'm usually the first one in the office uh, because she's she's running the the errands. But, you know, but we are here to to do those things. And um, even, you know, on the weekends, uh, on Sundays, we, we have services for people that... Uh, it's not just for the homeless, and it's not just for the downtrodden. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had we've had other ministers visit with us since we've been here. We've had people from out of state just driving through and notice that the Salvation Army's here, and they want to come visit us. So. so, with the Salvation Army, you know, for maybe we don't realize, and a lot of people we don't because if you don't see it every day like you do, we don't realize how many people there are in this community who are in need, who are hungry, or who uh, might be homeless for a certain amount of time. I think for a lot of people, they don't think about that until they actively see it, but you get to live that and see that every day. And there is a need in this community. Yeah, there's a great need here. And um, when we were in El Dorado, Arkansas, there was a great need there, too. It just seems like like Arkansas is is just um, 
a great place to visit, of course, um, but there, there is a, a concern about homelessness in the area. And, um, you know, me and Captain Terry uh, were once homeless ourselves. Uh, we uh, stayed with her sister and her brother-in-law for about six months. Mm-hmm. But um, um, because of some things that had happened between um, us and previous experiences, but uh, I can't go into all that right now because I'm I'm on a time limit with you guys. But uh, <laughs> but the truth, you know, the truth is, uh, pe- people need to realize homelessness is a big thing here in Jonesboro, right. and we're here to to do what we can to help people get off the streets and keep them in a safe and dry environment, and you know to to help get them uh, food for nourishment and maybe to um, have other partners in town come and teach a life class, maybe a, a budgeting class. A banker could come by and teach a class on that or um, maybe have um, uh, ASU if they have like a uh, cooking class. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know a whole lot about ASU. I'm still learning, sure. but um, with all their uh, programs, but you know, we, we are here to make a difference in a person's life, get them back into society as a productive member of society and not just, um, remain um, downtrodden. Well, and you didn't realize at one point in your life, and I'm glad you shared that with us, that you were without a home and nobody, when their kids thinks, oh, one day I'm going to be homeless, Situation situations happen. Life happens. Nobody predicts it. But when it happens, you want to think that there's somebody there to help and the Salvation Army is there to help, especially during the holiday season where so many people are looking for warmth for uh, home, uh, for housing, and also for food. But right now, as we head into the season of the Red Kettle campaign uh, all over town, there is a need for volunteers and businesses and individuals and families to volunteer to help, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, um, we will have 20 locations. That's quite a wow. uh, a big a big <laughs> undertaking. Um, we have 20 locations. Um you know, like at Hobby Lobby, Dillard's and J.C. Penney will start ringing on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kroger and um, Kroger will begin on November 25th. Walgreens, November 26th. And then like Walmart and Sam's and the neighborhood markets, we begin on November 20th. But, of course, anybody can go to uh, com and they can volunteer that way. They can pick a location, a time, and a place. Uh, um, to ring the bell, and what that 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 site actually um, sends me an email, letting me know who the person is, their information, how to get in contact with them, and, and let me know where they're wanting to ring at and at what time. And um, it's it's based on two hour increments. But yeah. you know, if somebody really wants to help us and, and sign up for that, uh, that is the best way to sign up to ring the bell. Uh, we 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 need volunteers. And um, our Chris—I uh, didn't tell you this—but our Christmas uh, kickoff is November thirteenth at eleven o'clock at J.C. Penney okay. in the front of the store. So we would love to have uh, people come out, see what we're about. We're going to recognize a couple of volunteers that have done uh, things for us uh, in the past, and um, we would love—we would love to see a lot of people there. I do know the Veterans Parade is the same day, mm-hmm. but. Um, and I'm a veteran, but um, I would just love to see people come out and show their support for the Salvation Army. Again, that's at J.C. Penny on November the 13th. And if you'd love to volunteer, uh, give some time this holiday season to help the Salvation Army, again, you can go to the website, registertoring.com. 
Captain Charles Smith joins us this morning from the Salvation Army. And, sir, we appreciate your time, and uh, we're proud of the work that you and your wife are doing. Well, thank you, Brandon and Kelly, and I hope hope one day I can actually sit in the studio with you and actually see you face-to-face. Sounds great, man. Have a great day, and best of luck this holiday season, okay? You too. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Again, tonight, it's attention members and guests live with the Red Wolves. Coach Butch Jones will be there as well. We're... um, we're not special guests, but we can pretend to be. Yeah, yeah. I like to tell people when we're there that we're special guests. <laughs> yep. So tonight, Lost Pizza Company on Southwest Drive in Jonesboro will be there. If you missed any of today's show, including our chat with Dr. Shane Spites, uh, we talk about COVID shots, vaccines for ages 5 to 11. And he diagnoses me on the radio today mm-hmm. because I'm having some dizziness issues. And literally, this could be something that you're having as well because evidently it's kind of uh, prevalent right now. With the seasons changing. So we talk about that with Dr. Spites. Uh, You can listen to the full show. It's the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Alter Ego, The Masked Singer, the sixth season premiere of Property Brothers, Forever Home, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Chicago Med, Batwoman, Chicago Fire, A Million Little Things, CSI Vegas, Chicago and Chicago PD. All right. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.